Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast back once again. We've delved through the trove of the internet and some books uh, to find out some pub ammo for you. It's up to you to decide whether they are worth remembering and sharing or chucking into the big bin of knowledge. My name is Dan. Thank you for being there. Mark is also here. Hello. As is Connor. Hey. And not very cool from you this week, Connor. Very cool, yeah. I'm just here considering the whole book reference that we have every single episode. Like, should I start reading and looking into books of facts? I think I you should start that. learning how to read for a starter. And then once you've done that, okay. then maybe look at books. Let's, okay. let's not run before we walk, yeah? Now is not the time for this conversation because we've got uh, exalted company with us. It's another episode in Guest Fest. We are joined this week by TV presenter, uh, I'm a celebre, ghost hunter. Yvette Fielding, thank you so much for being there. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you. I love the woo, 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 woo thing. That's my. Thank you so much. I'm honoured to be part of your wonderful podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, it's fine. We were told in your contract it stipulated you have to have someone woo you whenever you're introduced to anything. So uh, that was what we do. I, I, I would like to hear the woo-woo-woos again, actually. I, I didn't actually hear them clear enough, so if, <laughs> that would be great. I'll invoice for double at the end of the month. Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. There you go. Nice. There you go. Um, Sounds a little bit like a pigeon, but yeah. I like it. A little bit like a seagull. <laughs> so, Yvette, we start yeah. every episode of a Guest Fest show. Uh, with just our, our celeb friend just sharing some facts about themselves, something that maybe we don't know. So, Yvette Fielding, take it away. Oh, okay. Right. Where do I begin? Okay. Um, uh, one fact about me that some people know is that I met a small person in a lift in Moscow uh, and it turned out to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> what? I wondered where that was going. Oh, great. So why were you in Moscow? Why was Tom Cruise in Moscow? Well, I was 17 years old. It was 1987 and I was in Moscow, which was then the USSR. And we were filming for Blue Peter, this very famous summer expedition where you you go away for six weeks to a foreign country and you report on, you know, the history of the location and all sorts of things. Anyway, myself and you you might be a little bit too young. um, 
probably weren't born when I was doing this show, but um, I was in the lift with a very gorgeous co-presenter called Karen Keating. And um, she was absolutely stunning with long blonde hair, gorgeous figure, all the rest of it. And um, I had a Kevin Keegan perm uh, for the, he's <laughs> a very famous 70s footballer with a massive perm. And I had a pair of high-waisted trousers on with braces and I had badges all down the braces um, from various places in Russia that we've been. So I look really awful and Karen looked really sexy. Anyway, the lift doors open and in walks what I thought was a small person to be polite. And he was wearing sort of like a blue, shiny, shoulder padded, shoved up, you know, the sleeves were sort of rolled up and he was wearing these mirrored Ray-Ban glasses and his hair was coiffed and all the rest of it. And I was quite northern then. And Karen went very, very quiet and she wouldn't look at me. She kept staring at this little man. And I kept saying, you're right, love, what's up? Why aren't you talking to me? What's going on? Talk to me. Karen, what's going on? Are you all right, love? What's going on? And she kept looking at me and and sort of giving me these filthy, filthy looks. Anyway, uh, this small person never moved, never turned around, never did anything. Karen was obviously in awe of this little person. He got out on the next floor. The lift door shut, whereupon Karen screamed at me, swore. What the hell do you think you're doing? That was only Tom Cruise, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was my my own episode. Well, my only uh, my sort of um, uh, claim to fame in a lift with a small person. That oh. and he's so small, so small. Did you also know about Tom Cruise that his wardrobe mistress or Mister actually sands down um, uh, his uh, sort of leading lady or uh, man that he has to walk with? If there's a walking scene, they actually have to sand down the bottom of their shoes to make him seem a little bit taller, Ooh, even amazing. if it is half. I, I I'd have that in my contract. Yeah, I'm I'm always in awe of the power of someone like Tom Cruise. I mean, I I don't want to get into how he got there with the Scientology things, but I'm just all I'm always in awe of like how one man can have so much power in Hollywood. I'm processing so much right now for the beginning <laughs> of the episode. So you're right there, Connor. Yeah, I'm pro- I, so I feel it, like this is a lot for you to take in today. It was such a great story there that I'm processing it all. I'm, I'm painting a picture in my head of this moment, and I need to just let it happen for the next ten minutes. Well, there you go. Now we know. We know. <laughs> Yvette, I, I I asked you for many facts, but I don't think we need more. That was no. that, that was that, to be honest with you, you like that. that three minutes there was more content than we've had from other stars that we've had on Guest Fest. So we really do well, appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. And apparently they were filming some sort of blockbuster Hollywood movie bit um, in, in Moscow. So nice. I don't know what... But my God, he's so small. He's tiny. Just thought I'd share that with you. I like it. Uh, right, so here's the deal, Yvette. We're, we're each going to go around. We've got two facts apiece and we need to decide, we need to discuss whether they are worth sharing or whether they should be chucked away. Um, and I think, Connor... Yeah. Kick us off this week. Bring your first fact to the table. Okay, Yvette, are you into films? you like good films? I do. I love a good movie. Have you seen the film I Am Legend? Yes. Oh, love it. Did you read the book first? I... <laughs> it's lovely to meet you. Um, I don't really read books. Um, welcome along. But that's a funny <laughs> old question to ask me that. <laughs> but I have seen the film. Anyway, so that film as a whole, while doing the press conference in Japan for the release of the movie, Will Smith accidentally revealed the ending to the whole film during the press conference to a collection of entertainment reporters. 
Warner Brothers turned around asking very politely if the reporters and all of the presents could withhold the ending. And the reporters all obliged without any payoff or consideration. And the ending was never, ever released. So the reason I bring this fact here is because what do you actually think went on in that room? I reckon they turned around. There was no just like goodwill of I won't do it. They were like, if you do it. We are going to ruin your life. You will never be invited to yeah. another movie premiere again. Because, come You'll on. You'll never get a screening. You'll never get an interview. My, my, my thought on this is, right, this is a huge film, I Am Legend. I remember when it came out, it was a massive film for Will Smith. If you, you could sell the ending to that story to a public or, or a website for a hell of a lot of money, couldn't yes. you? I thought that weren't there more than one, wasn't there more than one ending? Didn't they do a couple of different endings? Do you reckon that's because Will Smith leaked it and they went, oh, should we go back film some others just in case? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Probably. expensive mistake. Get all the crew back. Come on. You were saying, what did they do to make sure people didn't spoil it? And I mean, we know what Will Smith does to people that he's not a fan of at the moment. So, you know. Oh, there we oh, go. Topical. Very current. Well, I just, I've actually never seen I Am Legend. So... Uh, I'm, you know, dipping my toes into waters I don't want to get into because I feel like it'll be spoiled. I never knew it had a surprise ending. Is is that the deal? Well, I wouldn't say it was a... Would you say it was a surprise ending, would you? Surprise ending, is it? I wouldn't say it was a surprise. No, there's different ones. There's different endings, apparently. There's a... Is there two different endings and you can choose which one you're going to watch? Oh, really? I had no idea. That's that's because Will Smith cocked it up at the press conference, I reckon. (laughs) Amazing. Exactly right. Uh, so tell us, uh, Yvette, the book, is it worth reading before we watch the film? Uh, I Apparently, yes, it is. And it's... it's have, you not obviously, watched, have you not read it? I've not read the oh, book, no. Like the way you said it to Connor was like you were putting him on, on trial. No, well, I know. But it, yeah. Have you seen it? Because I was hoping he was going to say yes, actually, and come out with a really educated answer uh, and be really impressive, but no. Uh, so anyway... You're upset, Connor. Don't mean to upset. You. No, I am. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. You've you've proved to me that maybe there is a reason why he 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 had. There are more endings to this film. I should have done more research on that. So, uh, yeah. hang on, hang on. <laughs> so, Yvette says it once, and you start going, maybe I'll do more research. We say it for two years, and you're like, nah, it's fine, mate. <laughs> D- uh, that Dan's got some um, acting um, um, IMDb credits. Have you ever had an ending of your films released that you've had to um, deal with, or? No, well, I was only in the one. Well, I was in two films, but the one proper film as an extra was was one of the Harry Potter films, and everyone knew how they ended. Yeah. And Rosemary and Time, you there? You ever heard of that? Oh yeah, watched a couple of those. You were in Rosemary and Time. Oh yeah, in the background, I would have been school child number four. There were many of Big us. Rose. So you were so number four. Big I, was, I, was I can't imagine there's quite as much of a clamouring for the ending of a Rosemary as Rosemary and Time as there is for I Am Legend. Ooh. Among, amongst people you of a certain know. generation. Never if, know. If it, may I ask, we find you, as you say, on your deathbed right now. Uh, behind you is, is that a pillow or is it a, a picture? But it looks like there's a crest on there. Would you just explain what that crest is? Well, yes, it's my four-poster bed. <laughs> so, and the, the, a crest on your four-poster bed? Yes, so I, I can't really, let me shit. I, I don't know if I can. I've so... been doing it all wrong, haven't I? Oh, oh. You live in a castle of it. What? Can this, you see? I mean, if you ever, I mean, if you were going to have a guess at where the world's premier ghost hunter lives, it's going to be <laughs> in a place that basically looks like it's been oh, haunted been since the seventeen hundreds. Four poster bed, Cheshire farm, geese at the window. What do yeah. I need to do to get that in life? Well, move out of London for yeah, one. Move yeah. out of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not not waste not waste your time on tin pot podcasts like this. I would yeah, say. yeah, probably yeah. 
Well, I tell you what, while, while I've got your attention and you, you regaled us yes. so sweetly with the Tom Cruise story, uh, just throw us your first fact of the podcast, if that's okay. Okay, did you know that the original lipstick shape was moulded out of empty bullet shells? Ooh. Do, do you know why? Uh, no, but apparently it was... Of during the First World War, um, after they had finished making the ammunition, they had all the empty shells. And so um, they decided, the companies decided to use that um, as a way of making uh, lipsticks. And so, so that that was it. So when you so you can look at it, <clears throat> look at it up. And the original, uh, you can see the very first original lipsticks were actually made of uh, out of those small um, uh, bullet shells, which is uh, to me, I find absolutely fascinating. I guess it makes sense, doesn't it? I, th- I think when you when you look at the shape that is needed to to do that, it, it would make sense to put it in inside yeah. something like that. But it all depends on when lipstick was invented, really, doesn't it? Mm. So I, I I thought I would I can't believe it's so new. It's so it's only a hundred or so years old. What is lipstick made out of? Do we know that? Oh God, I've got no idea. I, I mean, feel like it's one of it those depends. things that maybe we never want to know. Never want to know what it's made out of. I used to call yeah. it lispic. Why? <laughs> that was my that was my thing when I was a kid. I could never sort of say it. So lipstick used to be lispic. You're probably probably trying to speak while you were trying it on. Yeah, ab- ab- <laughs> absolutely. I used to have a little doll as well that I used to dress up. Mum used to tell me about it. I used to put the lispic on the doll. Yeah. There we go. Still a Friday night around the Connor Night House. Friday on. night, just a couple of IPAs now, and we're uh, we're having a good Friday at the Connor House. <laughs> And your girlfriend puts lipstick on, you can come out with your baffled facts. Absolutely. There we go. Did you know that was once a bullet? Yeah, I do now. There we go. Oh, I love, I love, I'm really, really traditional, I would say. Not very imaginative. I love a bright red lipstick, you know? Turn, I love it. Turn you on, does it? No, just for him on a Saturday night. Uh, Big fan. <laughs> Yvette, you know, yeah. being a, a, a woman, you know more about <laughs> women than we do, I would imagine. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. what, what strong opinions do you hold of people who maybe wear coloured lipsticks? I only ask, there's a girl who, who we work with here who always wears, like, bright purple lipstick, doesn't yeah. she? Like, regardless of what's happening, she's got that brand, she's got that colour, and she thinks, bam, that's for me. I, ju- I just wondered if you had any strong opinions on people who wear specific colours of lipsticks. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's all down to the person, the individual, isn't it? Because it's like you you lovely chaps, you've all got your favourite aftershave that you wear, you know, or your, your face cream or your hair gel. But for me, I've got red lipsticks. And when I feel a little bit low or a little bit tired, I think, bam, I'm going to put some bright red lipstick on. I'm going to feel fabulous. And I'm going to f- go out there and feel happy and bright. And I think women that wear bright red lipsticks are fucking fabulous, and I think yeah. we should all wear. Yeah, yeah, as, fierce. As do I. I've never, ever, ever, ever approached a woman who's had red lipstick and not felt nervous. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your opening line in in that situation now? Um, can you remove the le- red lipstick yeah. before we speak? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, give us your first fact of the show. In 1963, Heineken created a bottle that could also function as a brick to build houses. That was, that was the reason behind the design. Like so, post-drinking beer? Yes, the idea is, is that you basically drink the beer and then it can be used in uh, impoverished countries to build houses. So uh, Freddie uh, Heineken 
unsurprisingly, the boss of Heineken at the time. Hang on. Did, the he, boss work, of, did he work for him, did he? Hang on. The boss of Heineken's name is Freddie Heineken. Yeah, Alfred Heineken. He was known as Freddie. There you go. There you go. Freddie Heineken. Uh, so in the early 1960s, he was in the Caribbean and he was wandering around and he basically saw loads of empty beer bottles on the side of the road and went, what if we made our beer bottles the shape of bricks so you could then build houses? So Heineken got to work on this, created a glass beer bottle that could then be used as bricks to build these houses. Unfortunately, the marketing team weren't so on board and it never really took off. The only thing I can find that was made out of it was a garden shed for Freddie Heineken himself. I will say one thing based on this. If you you do a swift Google of Freddie Heineken, take a little look at the images, everything that you would expect the man who owns Heineken to look like, it ticks every box. Bloody legend. Paint us a picture, Connor. Just a legend, mate. Just like sick hair, sweat back. Every photo he's got a Heineken in his hand. Nice suit, tie. Just looks like an absolute uh, boy. A cigarette in that one too. I'll tell you who he looks like for for retro fans. Yvette, you might know. He looks a bit like Ron Atkinson, the old Manchester United football manager. Off the top of your head. Oh God, yeah. That's who Freddie. Yeah, 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 that's who Freddie Heineken looks like. Um, well, listen. Uh, what I'm on board with here is this chap. You know, he runs his own company. He thinks I've got an idea, so I'm going to do it. And yep. I love slightly rogue ideas that try and get made. Uh, Yvette, let me ask you, as someone who makes telly and, you know, let's be fair, some quite out there telly, ghost hunting telly at times, uh, has there ever been an idea that you've tried to get off the ground which people have been, oh, maybe let's not do that now? Oh, blimey, there's been loads, I think. Oh, gosh, I'm just trying to think of... Um... I d- there was one idea that we did actually get off the ground and we were the first to do it. It was for ITV2 and it was called The Ride. And it was where we got celebrities to um, be interviewed by a comedian on um, the most scariest roller coasters. And um, I was amazed that that got taken, but that did. What? And, um, when would that have been it? Oh, Rough God. You. Now, oh, God, 2000 and... I don't know, 2010 maybe, something like that. It was called The Ride. I was going to say, you you might have been just a few years before your time because that is prime YouTube TikTok content now, isn't it? Imagine that. It's someone interesting what? being yeah. interviewed by a celeb, a famous a comic comedian on a terrifying roller coaster. That's yeah, prime yeah. TikTok content. Yeah. I've done an interview on a roller coaster <laughs> once. Did you? Yep. Did you? Interviewed yep. or interviewing? I got interviewed on a roller coaster. Who was interviewing Well, you? no, it was more like a, it was a day out at a roller coaster theme park place, which is where the roller coasters are. And I had to go around the roller coaster and do a little game on the roller coaster and answer some questions. You were just having a chat right in your lipstick? Yeah, it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> it was a really awful experience. It was not yeah, fun. Look. Have you seen that one on YouTube where it's called Slingshot? And they're, and, and they're just showing these sort of two people on the, in the same camera shot. And, they're, and, and, and they get, well, sl- slung across. <laughs> I don't know what it is like a bloody great big swing or something but these people are passing out one woman pooed her pants i mean i can't help it i was wetting myself laughing at it it's great tv you should watch it shot youtube very good i'm not alone let's get on it right my first fact of the podcast it's all about one of the most famous songs of the 90s and the true meaning behind the song the macarena you know and no one really knows that was the most lackluster version of the Macarena I've ever heard from anyone hey Macarena such an all-inclusive holiday in it uh, the yeah. Macarena <laughs> around the pool they're all doing it 
where did you used to holiday for me? That was you know uh, your Haven Rory Award. You know your Thomas two thousand and three. It was like your Thomas Cook, all inclusive Spain. I'd love it yeah. in Weymouth. Anyway, so be- look, the question is, no one really knows the meanings to the lyrics of the Macarena, do you? No. Could you sing me any lyrics, Mark? Hey, hey, hey Macarena. Oh, hey. Right. So they're the lyrics. Uh, the, the the lyrics to the word Macarena. It's actually about um. An easygoing girl, I would say. Mm. You translate them, and it's about a, a girl called Macarena who cheats on her boyfriend with two mates while he's been drafted into the army. One of the lyrics translates to Macarena has a boyfriend who is named Vitorino, and while he was being sworn in as a conscript, she's given it to two friends, and she would like to live in New York and seduce a new boyfriend. So next time I mean. you're doing the arm movements and the hopscotch to the macarena remember it's all about macarena who is giving it to two friends so basically it's a it's, it's a song about that and a bunch of kids do it uh, yeah, all inclusive holiday in spain right <laughs> okay i've got one about music i've got one about music and i love this because yeah. I, I i i love music did you know this that the backing singer on the Rolling Stones single "Give Me Shelter," um, the the wonderful I don't know if you you know Ray for me. It's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. Yes. Well, she got a call at midnight. The Rolling Stones were in the recording studio, and they said, "You've got to come in. We need you to do the backing single." Uh, backing singing she was pregnant at the time she waddled in in her pajamas her dressing gown and her curlers and she actually recorded those vocals uh wearing yeah, in curlers and a dressing gown and her slippers so there you go next time you hear that that's what and, and i've forgotten the name of the uh oh that's it what's her name what? i've forgotten the name of the event it, but it's a wonderful Yvette, I'm very grateful that you've come on the podcast and I don't want to tick you off, but normally we would do about 20 minutes on a fact like the Macarena. (laughs) 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 That's all right. That's fine. Don't apologise because I prefer your one anyway. When I read this, when I I found this online... You thought this was going to be the best fact of the show, didn't you? You thought, oh, this is content. This is basically the whole... But the podcast will be named after this fact. It's going to be like prime, grade A. Macarena being a floozy and Connor just touched on it. The idea... We were just getting to that point. The idea of, you know, (laughs) all these eight-year-olds at the 90s, in the 90s with their families going, hey, Macarena, not knowing it's about this woman who's, you know, giving it to two mates while her boyfriend's in the army. Yeah, but it's got a catchy dance though, hasn't it? I know, and true. I mean, it doesn't really matter what I mean. It could be about literally anything. All I've got now in my head is a vision of a woman singing backing songs in slippers. So cheers (laughs) for your fact, (laughs) Amber. And what's that? Um, do you remember that? <clears throat> you won't remember. There was a band called Bow Wow Wow, and they did a song, and uh, she was singing, "I want candy." Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, that went. To, I think it got to number one, and all the kids were doing the same thing to that. It wasn't. It was about drugs. Oh really? Colin, you two knew that Col- song really quickly. Colin, did you not? Fact, no, rain on that fact. Give us another fact on that, Jake. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was covered, wasn't it? I think it was covered, the I Want Yeah, there was like a 90s version of it. I can't think who did it. It was... Was there? Oh, did Bow Wow Wow? You know... It... Did yeah. you know that CeeLo Green and Noel Sparkley, the same man? <laughs> no, shut up. Right, so... Um, <laughs> there, there you go, Yvette, have that. Yvette, did, um, did Bow Wow do... Uh, Bow Wow, did they do... um Go wild in the country, da 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 yes, da da, da. Yeah. There you go. She was only 16, wasn't she? And apparently it was um, Malcolm McLaren. He was first producing Adam from Adam and the Ants. 
and they had a bit of a fallout. So he went, do you know what? Stuff you, Adam. I'm going to find a new band. So he found Bow Wow Wow, this 16-year-old girl. And, of course, they went to number one. He nicked that whole, that drumming thing that Adam and the Ants had. He gave that to Bow Wow Wow. Adam and the Ants went absolutely mental. How <laughs> dare you steal this from him? They're the massive fallout. I love stories like that. So, yeah, Bow Wow Wow. Do you know what I love the most, dear? Dan's deep down. You've you've just met Dan Yvette, right? But he's absolutely gutted right now because he's come here, he's bought this Macarena fact, delivered it, and within five minutes, it's all just gone to well, sh- I'll be you. honest, it's the worst music fact I've heard so far today. Yvette's bought four brilliant ones and you bought me one about... Yeah. Let me tell you, Aaron Carter covered I Want Candy back did, in 2000. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. And the Macarena is about sex. Wait, it's about a wanton floozy. A cheating girl. Yeah, who wants a three-way while... I can never quite... Do you reckon that's what the dance moves? Like... Well, I can never ever quite watch a bunch of kids do it the same again now. I know. Unfortunately. How often do you watch a bunch of kids do them? Oh, you, it happens, doesn't it, at parties <laughs> and, you know, your, your nan's 80th. <laughs> you know, your nan's 70th, they're having a dance, aren't they? <laughs> your nan's getting younger, who's she slowly. Yeah. No, I mean, nan's going to do it, and I'm going to be like, nan, stop, you know? It's about sex, love. Did you know that the the last single, There She Goes, guess what that's about? Heroin. Yes, there so you know go. that. <laughs> there we go. Um, Yvette, yeah. you're into, it's fair to say you're into your... Um... Uh, you're into your spirituality stuff. Is that what I, I, I don't know? Spirituality is more is more religious. Am I right? But you're into kind of seeking ghosts and that kind of thing. Yeah, is that? Yeah, I'm a spiritualist. So I believe in uh, in an afterlife and ghosts and yeah, life after death and all of that. Now, is there anything? And I don't want to, I don't want to steal your secrets because I understand this is how you make a living. Is there anything that we or a listener can do, maybe to? feel a presence around them right now that maybe you know is there something they can do to make them more open to it any tricks that you've learned um the only thing i would say is just to if you want to be more open to it is to perhaps meditate and i think that's not just about sort of seeing ghosts or connecting with them that's just i think well-being for everybody you know if you want to if you want to sort of be a, a more relaxed spiritually in tune person then you know First of all, I'd go to a really good recommended med- meditation class and, and just go, just go a couple of times and slowly but surely you'll start to open up. And then if you um, start doing seances or going to, you know, haunted houses, you'll start to see more and experience things. You have to be open minded if you if you want to see a ghost or if you want to experience something, you know, of the of the paranormal nature, you've got to be open minded to it. A lot of these uh, people that don't believe or are skeptical or parapsychologists, they're quite close minded to it, so they'll never experience it. Um, and then you get a lot of people saying, I really want something to happen to me, uh, but I'm very sceptical about it. Why does nothing happen to me? And I think, well, that's because you're closed off and you're you're not ready to you don't want anything to happen to you or you think you do, but you actually don't. So, yeah, start with meditation. There you go. That's what you need to do. Con. Mm, I meditate. Do us a favor. Thank you very much for that, Yvette. Um, I'm good to get back onto my headspace in just a minute. Uh, give us your second fact of the show. Chocolate contains phenylethylamine. You really butchered that one. Phenylethylamine. <clears throat> say it with confidence, Connor, as if it's actually a word that you know how to say. Phenylethylamine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, and, and that's the fact. No, I'm joking. Uh, so that's the same chemical released in your brain when you fall in love. So therefore, technically, 
you can actually fall in love with chocolate, technically. Oh, I'm very aware you can fall in love with chocolate. How the heck do you think I got this thing? And do you know why technically this is an actual fact? Because there's a big word. And what happens when there's a big word? It means it's true. Okay. Right? Uh, yep, that's that's science for you. There's a big scientific word there, the, the phenethylamine one. And yep, you can fall in love with chocolate. <laughs> but the thing here is no one else around this table... Hmm. Uh, and on the podcast understands that word. You could have pronounced it any way that you wanted and we would have believed you. Fene- Instead, you, you struggled Fene- for three. <laughs> I don't know why, and I'm not doing this for comedic effect, but why they do words like that. I, it just is really, it really me off. I've said this before, but why, you just keep it simple. It's, like what? Look at that word. What, what, what would you call it? Just Fenilith. Fenilith. <laughs> There we go. But, what, but why call it that? Fenelith and not that? Because pronou- that can be pronounced. Well, why don't they that can be pronounced. Just the by... average person is not saying that word easily. The I'm average person's not saying it. No, but of course they are. Like me, there might be another fat podcast out there. Might be having a okay. conversation. Yeah, I don't, so, think, I don't think you count as the normal person. It's not like people are using it in everyday language. Chocolate. Can, do you like chocolate, Yvette? <laughs> love chocolate. You love it. There we love go. It. It's a bit of phenylalithinamine that's going through your blood there. <laughs> It's flowing through you. Yvette, you, you are in love with it. Yvette, do you want to play the castaway snacks game that we've just discovered? Go on then. So I think I'm, I think I'm, I've, I've patented it, Desert Island Crisps. So effectively, you've got <laughs> one soft drink, one chocolate sweet, and one savoury snack to take with you to a desert island, and that's all you can have forever. This is my game, so if you say something that's not in the rules, I'm going to tell you. Think of it a bit okay. like a Boots Meal deal, I'd say. Okay, so what is it? A soft drink? Yeah. What do you What would you have? An unlimited amount of one soft drink. If you need some okay, inspiration, so... Mark here said water. So yeah, still water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have, water uh, with a hard natural... bottles to make a boat out of. Obviously. Sorry, Vet. What'd you say? Natural lemon juice. Okay. Very holistic. I like that. Good. Good for the gut. Well done. You, you'll be regular out on yeah. your desert island. Very good for you. <laughs> natural lemon juice. By the way, you have it every morning. With a bit of boiled water, half a lemon squeezed, fabulous. And you have one at night. Great if you want to lose a little bit of weight, not that you guys do. It's fantastic for your insides, diabetes, kidney stones, and your immune system. Get it down you. Oh, and it has anti-cancer stuff in it too. Right. So you're having your lemon. You can have that if you can buy in a bottle. What what sweet are you having? Unlimited sweet. Oh, God. For instance, mine, well, just to give you inspiration, mine's probably munchies right now. Oh, yes. I, yes, they are very nice. Mine was a I'd star say, bar. <laughs> mine would be Marks and Spencer's chocolate peanuts, chocolate covered peanuts. Oh, it's yeah. very, very, very good choices here. Oh, see, that, that was a noise there from Danny. He's not happy. No, I'll tell you, I can't. He's fine. You can have those. Oh, can I? Yeah, you can have those. What was the other one? Uh, like like a savoury snacks, like a bag of like a bag of crisps or something. Yeah, just in case There's you didn't know what savoury of- was, like a bag <laughs> of crisps. Well, thank you. Yes, I didn't know. Uh, it's got to be uh, what's its. Okay. So, may yeah. I say? What a selection. <laughs> Marks and Spencer's like chocolate covered nuts, which are quite you know using TV money to buy those, and then you're you're having you're having your what's its. You're having your yes. And washed it all and down with great- some lemon juice. Is that the stuff you put on pancakes? Yeah. Eh. The pa- the it comes in like a lemon GIF, shape. Jif is what you're thinking about. Jif is that that? Yeah, Jif. No, like natural, proper lemons. Ah, oh, squeeze lemon. Yeah. yeah, you know a lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fruit. Well, thank you very much. There you go. We'll stick that on our list. I'm going to collate a big list of these. Of them.
Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes in to the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, Mark, give us your last fact of the show. To help their officers keep up, the FBI have an 83-page document outlining slang on the internet. Okay. All right, have you got any examples? Uh, yeah, some of these that I didn't actually know. Uh, H9, do you know what H9 means? Not a clue. Yvette, what does the slang H9 mean? H9 means you really hate something, because H8 would be hate, and it's one more than that, so it means you really hate something. H9, really H9. hate. That's pathetic, isn't it? No one's, no one's saying that, though. Maybe they're writing it down. Maybe. Uh, also, N-I-F-O-C. Do you know what that means? N-I-F-O-C. No. Naked in front of computer. That's a very niche reference. It's a very niche one. Why would you get arrested for that? There's no just so they can understand. So if they're like tracking Twitter feeds or anything like that. So it came out basically when Twitter became a huge thing, and they needed to understand things. So even stuff like uh, LMFAO is on there. Uh, LOL will be on there. BRB, like the very sensible like FYI, FYI exactly. BRB. I mean, I just said that one, but yeah, LMFAO said that one. That's why I said not LMFAO. Yeah, I did. Go back to check. LMO. I okay, sure, whatever. It's semantics. <laughs> anyway, so there is a whole 83-page document that helps FBI officers understand what is being said. NVM. Never mind. Okay. Is that never mind? It is indeed. ASL. ASL. A- That's age, in your knee. Age, sex, location. ASL is in your knee. Is there anything I ask someone online? ACL, actually, no. There well, we go. thank you very much for that. Yvette, do you have any opinions or, or a fact to top that one? <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know. I've got a few here that were my favourites. Um, just crack through did, them. Just crack through them. Did you know that you can make a diamond from peanut butter? What? How do you do yes. this? Well, while me, I'm just reading... Is this like a blue Peter really... thing? One, here's what I made earlier. No. All you need today oh, is some peanut butter. <laughs> it says, while most of us are happy to slap some peanut butter between two slices of bread, scientist Dan Frost uh, uh, in Germany did something um, a little bit different with his peanut butter. He made a diamond. Frost studies the conditions of Earth's mantle and has found ways to mimic them in his lab. According to the BBC, the high pressures of the mantle can strip oxygen from carbon dioxide and leave behind the carbon to form a diamond. And since peanut butter is already rich in carbon, Frost was able to transform the nutty goodness into a shiny jewel. There we go. That's amazing. Just buy a £2.99 tub of peanut butter and you end up with a bloody diamond worth thousands. You're overpaying for your peanut butter. I don't have peanut butter. I don't know what it is. Another favourite of mine is, did you know that the old, you know, in the 1940s movies where you see them clinking champagne glasses, they're not the long flute ones, they're sort of the wide ones? Yes, coupe glasses. Yes! Did you know what they're modelled on? I, I, I might have an idea. Is it, I don't want to be crude, is it a boob? Oh. Yes, but whose boobs? Well, I think in, in the office, in the UK office, Ricky Gervais makes a joke out of it being Marie Antoinette's boob or something. Is that what it is? It's correct. That's there correct. you go. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've got one more, which I'm going to give you. But uh, Yvette, I've never known some uh, a, a famous person to come on this show with so many facts that can top all of ours. Right, last one of the show. What do you think about this? And if it, I'm looking at you for this because I feel you, you're bringing a bit of glamour to the proceedings, so I want to know your opinions on this. Sweet talk, go on. It's how the Queen deals with bad shoes. The Queen employs someone to break her shoes in for her. Uh, we, <gasps> such you're the a Queen, you're not move. having blisters, are you? No, that's the point. The Queen has to do a lot. She's always on, you know, when she's on her feet, she's on her feet. She's walking mm. up and down the parades, the welcoming committees. So she has someone... To break in the shoes, and also you have to wear socks with them. One does not go without socks in the Queen's loafers. Apparently, those are the rules. I mean, someone's it, like if that is your pure job of oh, what do you do? Just break in the Queen's shoes. Your feet are f***ed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had the similar fact before, though, didn't we? We had a similar fact before about the Queen. I think I think the Queen's got a stand-in for for when they do rehearsals to stand in the sun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who looks slightly like the Queen, which I'm like, but why? No one thinks it's the Queen. Yeah. Like absolutely. you could just have Bob down the road standing in, but they've yeah. got one that looks exactly like her. It's a good job. I can understand why the Queen has that. If I was the Queen, I'd probably have that, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You could have stupid, ridiculous things. You're the Queen. I'd do all that sort of stuff. I'd do it all. I'd slap it right up. <laughs> if that, you have, yes. you have got mu- much, you're, you're, you know, you've been, you've been on telly, which we've, you know, flirted with, but mainly struggled with. Uh, so what I, what I mean by that is you, you've probably been in a position to have more fancy demands and that kind of stuff. Have, have you got anything close to forcing someone to break in shoes for you? No, sadly not, I'm afraid. I, 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 I think my, tra- my husband tried, but that was a Friday night when we were going out. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, would, I, would love to, I would love to know what's a... Was there a fly? No, no you're very fine. Oh. I would love to know what's, a, what's the most ridiculous thing you've asked for in your rider before? 
I don't have a rider. I've never had a rider. The only thing I ever did was uh, when I was going into a hotel, the production manager um, sort of booked the hotel room. She asked if I could have a lemon put in my fridge in my room. <laughs> and I went, because I like my, as you know, my fresh lemon. Yeah, I went in that, there, yeah. <laughs> opened the fridge door and all these lemons fell out. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> That's good enough for us. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, that that's is. fine. Also, a little, a little, another little fact for you for, about the Queen. Her uh, shade of nail polish is called Ballerina Pink. There you go. You can Ooh, tell your mum and grandma. Very nice. Very I like that. Like that. How red is her lipstick, though? That's the question that we all want to know. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a busy episode of Baffled. Um, well, what have we learned? We have learned that lipstick was designed after a bullet casing. One of the most famous songs of the 90s is about a very wanton floozy. And if you want to speak to ghosts, meditate and have lots of lemonade or something like that. Uh, Yvette Fielding, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Um, say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Hey, it's info at baffledpod.com if you want to get in touch. And we shall see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 